The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A new ESRI report says that pay increases of around 14% would be needed to combat inflation and ensure that people are not worse off than they were in 2021. Despite sluggish growth following the emergence from COVID, policymakers will face fairly difficult decisions in budget 2024 about which groups to prioritise during a cost-of-living crisis. Now, joining me to talk about uh, what he would like and what he certainly would not like is uh, chef, author, restaurateur, uh, J.P. McMahon. Good morning. Morning, now, first of all, what do you make of this headline? Now, it's nuanced in the ESRI report. Uh, it's not saying that everyone should get 14% across the board, but it is saying that people who are at the lower level of the scale would need 14%, 7%, and 7% uh, literally to stand still. Yeah, like, I suppose it's concerning for our industry because I suppose, um, I mean, we're faced with a lot of um, different rises at the moment. The VAT has, has just gone back up. The, we're still in the midst of an energy crisis and there is already wage inflation. So I would be very worried with this kind of increase um, because I think it will make, um, I don't think it will help inflation. I think it will it will actually um, make eating out even more expensive than, than it is already. Now, uh, people are commenting all the time on this programme and on other programmes about uh, the staycations, the cost of uh, going out to eat and so on. And uh, they're running, it would appear, in their droves to continental Europe. Oh, 100%. And, like, I don't um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think that if we, I mean, if we look at Spain or Portugal, where the wages are um, approximately, say, uh, the minimum wage is about to be a third um, of what it is in Ireland. Of course, it's cheaper and, and tax as well. Um, so, I mean, I don't blame anyone for that. But if we, if we're, if we keep on, I suppose, um, raising the minimum wage, uh, we're we're heading towards a kind of what I would see a more Scandinavian model where we have very high wages, and that will contribute to eating out would be very very expensive. And I suppose, I presume we will still pop over to Portugal and um, feel good about ourselves when we, I suppose, get the, the cheaper food. But I, it, it's not going to help us at home, and it will make eating out and staying in Ireland more expensive. Mm. Now, in theory, uh, if everyone got 40% across the board, uh, those at the upper levels would have literally more cash to spend, discretionary spend on restaurants. Um, so there might be, for the higher-end restaurants, uh, no problem. Yeah, possibly so. And I think that, like, I think larger restaurants will be able to survive or restaurants at a, at a higher level. But I suppose my concern for the industry would be that um, restaurants, rural restaurants in particular, but kind of small to medium-sized businesses, because even with, say, the energy crisis, uh, we're paying about two and a half times more now than we were for energy. And I don't think that is going to go back down um, anytime soon. Um, so, I mean, there is a, there's a lot of, I suppose, moving parts. And I, I think that uh, we have to be careful because if you look at the construction industry before the crash, when wages went astronomical and the price of houses went astronomical, and then it all collapsed. So that, that's only, that, that'd be my concern for the, uh, for the hospitality industry. Now, the, the question of energy, um, you mentioned uh, the cost of energy in your restaurant up by, you know, 250%. So what does it cost for a year to give people a handle on how, how much so, you've got to take in just yeah, to pay so, the electricity bill every week? 
so our energy was in seeing Cava was fairly stable for almost 10 years. It was about 25 grand a year. And at the height of the, I suppose, the energy crisis, the unit price went up to nearly 110,000 a year for our energy. And now it has come back down to about 60,000 a year. But I, I, And we were locked in now because we had to actually just take this figure because it was it was a better figure than 80 grand or 90 grand so but it's still two and a half times and I don't think I don't think it will ever go back to 25,000 a year um, so my concern is that um, on, if you put this wage increase on top of the the VAT increase of four and a half four and a half percent on top of energy on top of insurance as well I mean I think our insurance in an year for a 20 seater restaurant this year was 10,000 euro and that's um, it that's just going to contribute to, to having when people eat out in Ireland they're going to say well this is really expensive but I think it is because we have higher wages than many other countries in Europe mm. So uh, your energy bill you've got to get um, more than a thousand a week to pay your electricity bill um, you have to find 200 a week uh, which you mentioned there for what, what was that? Insurance Insurance okay you've got rates yeah, the rates and the rates, the 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 the, the rates are they want to increase the rates. So I think actually the rates might be going up by four. I'm, I'm um, off the top of my head, but like it's because everyone I suppose is in this crisis. So everyone is looking for more money, and whether that's the city or its people or its um, uh, restaurants. So, but the only way a restaurant can make money is to sell food and and wine. It's the only way the income and like the the, the wage model because people compare it to the supermarket a lot. Like the wage model in the supermarket is about ten percent of your overall spend. That is your that is your wages. I mean, our wages are currently about forty to forty five percent. They should be about thirty five in your kind of grand scheme of things. But it's it's becoming more and more difficult to try and hit thirty five percent. So when you sit down in a restaurant in Ireland, you have to remember that nearly forty percent of the cost of your meal is going on labour. And if that goes up, then naturally the, the, the food prices are going to go up again. Now, there was an impact of the pandemic. People could not go out and the, a, a great takeaway culture developed. And, you know, even some restaurants who never did takeaway uh, organised uh, collection services and so on. Some organised uh, click and collect. But, you know, in other areas, like in bars and pubs and so on, uh, the the bars say, people develop the habit of drinking cans at home or bottles of wine at home and realise they could get far more drink into them for far less money by doing it at home. Um, What happened in the restaurant business? Did that happen or did people bounce back and say, I'm sick of looking at the telly, I'm sick of staying at home, I want to get back out there? It was kind of 50-50. I mean, we we did have an extremely busy year um, last year because a lot of people, the demand was just what was at like an all, at an all time high, but you did have a I suppose a, a very big growth in in takeaway culture, and that is still is still booming. I mean, if you you see all the the, the delivery drivers cycling around, um, uh, and and that is that is a growing industry, particularly in Dublin when you have a very large footfall. But a lot of these I suppose takeaway um, delivery companies take about thirty percent. So again, it's another. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a red herring, but it's 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 a you you have to really consider like when you go with one of those companies, other than when you're delivering yourself, 
that uh, they're going to take 30% of um, of the cost of that. And that also adds, I suppose, makes it more expensive as well. And then you're wondering why your, why your I suppose, pizza delivery has gone up. And um, it's just something I think people should keep should keep in mind. Yeah. Now, uh, the tech's coming in predictably. I, I can't see why I'm charged four fifty for a coffee. We are being ripped off. I mean, the labour input into making a coffee is, uh, you know, fairly small. The input costs of the coffee beans and uh, the milk and the little bit of electricity needed to keep the machine going, four fifty for a coffee. And I'm just wondering, you know, to what extent is wine, coffee, yeah. dessert, are they the things that actually keep the whole enterprise on the road? And if oh, someone, 100%. If someone like came in and just had a main course and no wine, had a glass of water... Um, you guys would not do well. Yeah, you do need you do need one, you do need certain items, and then like say your your pizza, your pasta, your coffee. You need certain items that are going to bring in um, uh, more money than say your fillet steaks or that. And and so people, I suppose, always kind of focus on them. But I mean, the thing about coffee is the it's, the appearance is that there's lots of money to be made in it. But I think if you talk to anyone who runs um, a good coffee shop. That the labor cost, the labor cost for making coffee is actually extremely high, um, and you might feel that you go in and it's three fifty four euro, but if you have two really good baristas um, making you a coffee and it's a very nice coffee, well, then fair enough. I, I think you're going to pay for it. the The interesting thing is that that while you could pay a re, four euro for a really 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 good coffee, you can pop into a petrol station and probably get charged three euro. And, and people think, oh, that's, it's better value. But I really think that it's, there's, a, there's a massive difference between someone making you a coffee and then a coffee just coming out of a machine that you press a button on. Yeah, well, that's uh, the kind of uh, Ryanair model of uh, coffee serving, which is you do most of the heavy lifting yourself. <laughs> you know, we check in ourselves, we move our bags ourselves, we do all of those things now. And that's not just Ryanair, it's Aer Lingus, it's all the uh, low-cost carriers uh, and the same is true of coffee. If you want to serve yourself, of course it'll cost uh, less. Other things that uh, you are concerned about, uh, sick day cover, you've got to pay people, and that's uh, an, an expense that's going to increase. Yeah, I'm very concerned about that because, again, it's something the government have a directive on. It, like, it's it's all, in theory, it sounds great. I mean, people are sick and they get paid for it, but in the private industry, you have to find the money to pay people, not only for for their holidays, but also then if they're if they're sick. So if at the moment it's three sick days, I think it's going to go to five and seven. And then I think in twenty thirty it's it's ten sick days. So you have to cover seventy percent of ten sick days. And if you have thirty staff, like that puts a lot of pressure on you. And mm. um, particularly if you're just like say a small to medium size and uh, say a medium sized business I think is up to fifty is up to fifty staff. And my concern is that it's going to kind of severely kind of impact the middle, and you're only going to end up with larger groups um, and larger companies kind of controlling um, the restaurant and the, hos- and the hospitality and, and the hotel trade, where they will be able to spread these costs over, um, uh, I suppose, different establishments. And I think ultimately it'll, the independent restaurants will yeah. suffer. And uh, you know what happens? Uh, it's uh, evident, we're told, in uh, the civil service, have you taken your sick days yet? You haven't? Oh my goodness, you better take them before the end of the year. That kind of thing, where people are not necessarily uh, that sick at all. Anyway, PJ, you have your problems. Um, and the one thing you don't want is a compulsory 14% increase in your staffing costs over the next two years. Absolutely. I think it'll just make eating out more expensive. 
and people will go to the wall. No question about that. If uh, the footfall's not there, uh, businesses have to close. It is one of the most perilous businesses that you can be involved in, I believe, JP. Um, people start out with great ambitions for a coffee and sandwich shop or even a restaurant, and so many of them go to the wall. Absolutely. And I always think when people think if, if the big restaurants are making lots of money, if, I think if they look at who the banks are investing in, and then you'll realise... Um, the banks do not invest in restaurants and a lot of them are, I suppose, particularly the smaller ones are, are I suppose, family affairs that are run on a lot of uh, passion and, and hard work. And I think that we really need to appreciate, I suppose, our local restaurant a bit more. All right. Uh, JP McMahon, chef, author and restaurateur. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Thank you very much.